Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Are you safe at the moment? Let's ask that. Because if you need to head to shelter, please tell us, and uh, we certainly want you safe. Okay. I'm great. As long as you don't mind a little bit of echo, I'm in the bathroom taking cover, but I am safe. What is your current conditions? Well, it's a lot of rain, and we just had what looks to be a little under golf golf ball-sized hail, and it's doing a little flash flooding, so the sirens were just going off. So I think uh, everything's fine except my dog, which will not stop barking. So I apologize <laughs> for that too, Grant. We can live with that, all right? We can okay. we can live with that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, Bart. Well, Randy, I've been thinking about Rick. All is, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Florida Atlantic does not win the national championship, as Rick last time I was on said. They had no chance to win, so I've been keeping my fingers crossed for him. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's going to assault me if they do. It's okay, but, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I also didn't think Connecticut would beat um, either Gonzaga or UCLA if they got past Arkansas. So, you right. know, and now, now they're the prohibitive favorites. So uh, th- this is a tournament where you, anything you say, you can just throw out the window. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. This is probably the most unique Final Four Ever. But I've seen when you look at the makeup of, I mean, I can't remember what they were saying, the statistics. But Miami actually did away with their basketball program, I think, in 71 or something. Like, it's just when you look at it, it's never yeah. been a situation where you have no number ones made the Elite Eight this year, which is just, you know, it's just hard to believe. And then any one of these teams, I think UConn has been hot. They're Obviously, everybody's given them the title already, but Miami is a really good basketball team. San Diego State's a really good basketball team. The Florida Atlantic's a really good basketball team. So I think it's a toss-up, really, even though UConn would have to be the favorite. Yeah, they would. Yeah, Miami had Rick Barry, who was a superstar in the late 60s, and then a few years later they didn't have basketball. So they've, yep. come, they've come a long way. Yes. All right, Bart, let's turn our attention locally. Uh, if if something has happened within the last, I don't know, X number of minutes, then I'm not aware of it. But I think everyone expected the announcement that came forth uh, actually in the a.m. yesterday, and that was that Nick Smith Jr. was going to opt for the NBA draft. And then in the afternoon, you sort of had a, a uh, canceling effect, if you will, when Trevin Brazil said he's returning to Arkansas. So you lost one, but you maintained Brazil, who I think is a huge piece going forward for Arkansas basketball. And I guess the next up would be, in this case, Anthony Black. Is it is it to you just a matter of time before Anthony announces he's moving on to the NBA? Yeah, so I, I, without saying too much, I had a chance to, 
to talk to, to Nick Smith Sr. a little bit. I, I really think that Anthony Black's leaning towards going to the draft without saying too much. I think he's evaluating his options. I certainly think there's a chance he could return, but I think he has to look at it that his stock is really high, according to a lot of NBA executives, GMs. They really like what he brings to the table. Guys, big guards in the NBA can almost pass their way out of trouble. And we saw it with Ben Simmons for a number of years. He had no jump shot, but he could drive and get in the lane. He was so tall at 6'8", 6'9", you elevate over smaller guards. If you get stuck in the paint, you just throw the ball back out. And so that and Anthony Black's ability to defend multiple spots really puts him in a high NBA commodity, potentially a top-10 pick. So I think while he's doing his research, if he's anywhere in the top 15, he gets the feedback. I think he leaves. I think it's a no-brainer for him. But Trayvon Brazil coming back, Randy Rick, that's a big one because I think he would have left had he been healthy this year. So I think that's yeah. a big bonus for the Arkansas Razorbacks. I'm surprised to hear that Anthony Black is even considering coming back. I think I think he enjoyed the year. I think he yeah. valued being a Razorback. And, and, you know, one thing about it is – once you leave, you can never get that back again. Uh, you can get traded in the NBA and do different cities and different teams and win different titles, but you can't get the college experience back again. Uh, but I'm, I'm just – I can't even hardly believe what you just said. <laughs> I think he loved playing college basketball. I, I, listen, this, that happens to players sometimes. They just love, like you said, Rick, the overall – college experience and he seemed to really embrace that like I, I i really thought him and devo you can tell just really thrive on that college experience the, the fan notoriety the the being that somebody on campus like i think he really enjoyed his season uh but you know as things evaluate obviously you have to look at it if he drops back and somehow he would for whatever reason would drop back outside of the top 15 I mean, he's thinking probably with the NIL, if he came back for another year, mm-hmm. he can make a little bit of money, not near as much as he would make in the league, but certainly I think he really enjoyed the college basketball, just the overall experience. So I think it's probably a small factor, but it is a factor that he's thinking about coming back. That's really good. I mean, it's been a long time ago, but I remember when Corliss and Scotty left after their junior years, and I think I saw Corliss a year later. Scotty was off playing in Europe. I, I'm not sure how long before I saw him again. And Corliss made it very, he said, point blank. College basketball was a lot more fun than the pros. Yeah. And he said, yeah. you know, hey, yeah, they pay you and all that kind of stuff. But he said, and I'm not sure he regretted, but I think he slightly did regret not coming back for his last year because he so enjoyed the college experience. Well, now you, know, you got the, the one-and-dones. They don't really they, – they get a year of it, but they don't really get the full uh, scope of being a college student because even as freshmen they're f- focusing on being uh, at the next level. That's right. That's right. And Isaiah Joe put it to me this way. Of course, this, this is the way you have to look at it. It's like any college kid that you have just in regular classes, don't be in such a hurry to go to work because once you start working, hmm. you never end. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same in the NBA. They do make money that – it's a grind, guys, and it's a grind if you're not, especially if you're not in a starting spot and yeah. you're fighting for minutes, it can be a really big grind. So you're right. There's something to be said for enjoying youth while that youth experience is there. It certainly carries value, I think. 
Well, the other thing you have to consider is you're not only leaving uh, the, the college environment, you're going into an environment of, of guys, maybe maybe you get on a team and you got a bunch of 28 to 32-year-olds who've kind of been around yep. the block. And sure. you may not relate too much to their lifestyle. <laughs> it's, That's it's, right. That's right. All, all, you know, money is not uh, – you know, it's not the root of all evil. It's the love of money that is. But, you know, it's not the answer to everything. No, it's not. I think in Anthony Black's case, and this is nitpicking, I, I felt like from a maturity standpoint, you know, he did a lot of talking on the court, did a yeah. lot of complaining with referees and stuff. There could be an opportunity for a little bit of maturity, and that's the one thing yeah. that you'll hear – assistant GMs talk about, can he handle this and can he handle that? And that would be the one knock that they'll really dive deep in interviews if he does and see where his maturity level is. And certainly, look, who can blame his 18-year-old kid? Everybody has maturing to do. But certainly that would be, I think, the one thing that would throw up a red flag potentially to an NBA organization. I thought Nick Smith Jr. made an interesting comment. I think it was after the game, uh, the Connecticut game, when they were talking to him, and he was talking about the ups and downs he went through. And I guess he's turned 19, and he said, I'm just a 19-year-old guy. (laughs) He says, you all have been 19-year-olds at one time, and we tend to forget that sometimes, don't we? Yeah, they're one year away from being in the house with their mom and parents doing a lot of stuff. Absolutely, these are not grown-ups. These are kids. They're kids. With right. grown-up responsibility and expectations. All right, hang on, Bart. we got one more segment with you. That is Bart Reed, pure sweat basketball skills, thanks to Martin Orthopedics. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Well, Bart, a couple of other names that uh, I want to talk about. And granted, we hope he returns. I think he does return. Have you heard any updates on Devo Davis? I think he returns. But I certainly think that there is, as I've said this numerous times, there is a lot of interest in Devo at the next level. I think he's going to do his due diligence and take the opportunities afforded to see what his overall grade is coming back from the NBA. So I think it's a toss-up. I'm, I'm really leaning. If I had to pick, I'd think it's 70-30 that he comes back. But I do think we maintain that 30% possibility that he could leave because of his defensive ability. I think Devo Davis is one of those guys, and he knows this, that he's gotten better every single year. And I think if he can turn on what he does at the end of the season, at the start of the season, I think that would pave his way possibly next year of leaving and being a higher draft pick. So I haven't heard any exact details, but I do know he's going to do his due diligence to see where he stands in the NBA. This right now might not be a bad draft for some of these borderline players to come out, certainly because of the talent's always there, but her position you have to look at it really kind of grade it out that way. But I do think Devo comes back, but he's going to explore all his options as well. How about Ricky Council? 
I this is one player I have no insight on. I, I hope he comes back because I don't think he's an NBA type player. I think his shot is a little bit too suspect. And I talked to one of my friends last week in the NBA, and they just don't love how he kind of gets in isolation. He doesn't kind of fluidly really create his own shot in a half-court setting. So I hope he comes back for his sake because I think he will be someone that in a workout setting will drop in the draft. So I hope he comes back, Rick. I really do. Hmm. Well, this is based upon his postgame comments, and I'm talking about Jordan Walsh. It sure sounded like he has a game plan from Coach Muss on things that he must work on improve upon it sounds like he is returning but yeah. it's not definitive at this moment on the other hand right this is the one thing guys you just don't know what these guys are really going to do but i can tell you that jordan walsh is well aware this is a really insightful young man he knows his deficiencies that he has to work on it look it's not knocking the kid all these players have deficiencies they have to work on it's the whole name of the game mm-hmm. But I think he's another guy that really enjoys the college experience. He knows Coach Muss. And this is one thing that I think Coach Musselman gets, doesn't get quite enough credit for. Because of his NBA experience, he can look at these kids and give them a real honest assess, assessment of where they are, where they need to be, current level in the draft, current coaches, what co- feedback. So he's doing a really great job of that. I do anticipate with about 99% certainty that Jordan Walsh is coming back to college. And that's a great thing because I think he's a guy you can really build around. All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Razorback Ben says, can Bart tell us which of the freshmen coming in will have the most impact? Well, Rick, Randy, I want to say fall, but this is the one thing, and Randy, we, me and you talk about this a lot. It's 610 and the physicality of the SEC, mm-hmm. as gifted as this young man is, he is really slight upper body and slight mm-hmm. lower body and mm-hmm. slight through the shoulder. So you look at Layton Blocker, that's 6'2", 180, and just compare the two, just, and that will kind of let you know where the physicality standpoint is. I think Layton Blocker is a ready-to-plug-and-play power five type of point guard, like a Wendell Green at Auburn. He's got that type of ability. So I think Layden Blocker immediately. I think Fall, once he gets in there and puts on some weight and gets used to the physicality, I mean, guys, you know this. The difference between 205 and 225, that's a nine-day that's difference for a guy banging on the inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he can – and 225 would be light. 205 at 610 is really slight. So I think both of them are going to be great players, but I think Layden Blocker just based on his body and his physicality. You know, when you think about that and you think about the way college basketball is today and a five-star is a one-and-done, it sounds like Fall is one of those guys that you think, look, you need to be here at least two years before you even think yeah. about the NBA. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why the foundation, Rick, is so great. You get you get Trayvon Brazil back, Jordan Walsh comes back, Devo comes back, you've got these two incoming freshmen, I've certainly think Layden Blocker is a two- to three-year guy. You've got a really great foundation of not just young, really talented players, but guys that can stay in the program and we can build a little bit. So 
I think it's a relief that we're not turning our entire roster over like we did last year because I think we both, all three of us, knew there were going to be problems with that. So this, I think, is could be the Razorbacks' best year in terms of just being able to get talented players back and get them in the system. Hmm. But, Bart, is one of the critical issues actually, though, being addressed, and that is a better shooting basketball team. I mean, I don't think of of being a pure scorer in Layden Blocker. They uh, fall. I don't think of him as being, you know, this uh, uh, shooting machine. Yeah. Is Arkansas, are they going to address the fact they need shooters? Well, it does appear that they've addressed it by the scholarships that they've given. Now, if you get people that leave who they bring in, that I would think that that would be top priority. But let's say this, Randy. I think Trayvon Brazil coming back, but don't forget, he was our best three-point shooter before he got hurt. Statistically, I mean, he's a, he's a great shooter. I think this is where Debo has gotten so much better, even though he's a better mid-range shooter. If he can start getting some consistency with his three-point shot, and I think Joseph Pinion finds himself in the lineup next year because he's going to get bigger, stronger, faster, and he can certainly shoot the basketball. So I think Coach Musselman feels like he can get better shooting with the current crop of talent that he has. I think Jordan Walsh's shot gets a little bit better, not necessarily from three-point range, but, Randy, we had trouble hitting deep mid-range shots Mm -hmm. uncontested throughout the year. So just shooting, period, not just three-point shot, as you bring up, is important. So I think he thinks this is a better shooting team anyway by default, just from getting better and more reps. Bart, we are out of time. Thank you, my friend. 